Welcome to T3, Today, Tomorrow's Technologies. Your host is Jose Negron. We take the guesswork out of technological jargon so that you know what's next, why it's great or not so great, and how you can benefit from it by learning about it early. Now, here is Jose Negron. Welcome, everybody. This is your host, Jose Negron, on voiceamerica.com on the Variety Channel. Hosting the lead technology show, T3, Today, Tomorrow's Technologies, every Tuesday at 9 a.m. Pacific Standard Time or noon East Coast Time. You can also catch us on Monday and Wednesday, see your local listing for the exact start time uh, in the morning or in the evening at voiceamerica.com, the Variety Channel. First of all, I'd like to thank my audience. Uh, we keep increasing the numbers of our international countries that keep, continue to listen to T3, and of course, our U.S. audience continue to grow. As a reminder, uh, the purpose of the show is to discuss uh, unique uh, scientific breakthroughs, innovation, uh, engineering progress uh, from a techie perspective to the non-techie. Uh, it's been our little secret, our little success formula, uh, the framework uh, of which I run the show here, and T3 is to provide the knowledge uh, for further research and understanding how that uh, new innovation or technology or gadget, as I like to call them, impact your lifestyle. Also, every now and then, I invite uh, several guests. Today, we'll be talking about innovators uh, and really uh, the front runners of uh uh, technology adopters. Uh, today's show is about technology. Do I have it? I've been getting a lot of uh, materials from different trade shows, different companies, uh, talking about new innovations, new developments, new gadgets. And over the last 40 years, I wondered who are the folks that shape uh, the distribution or tells us, the audience here, who needs that product? So to keep everybody involved in the T3 show, please call me at 866-472-5788 or email todaytomorrowstechnologies at gmail.com. As I said, today's show is technology. Do I have it? Over the last several weeks, I've uh, chatted about uh, various medical products. I talked about transportation improvements. I've done uh, robotic industry expansion. We talked about space exploration, and finally, we talked about education. In fact, you can catch every one of those uh, podcasts on VoiceAmerica.com on the Variety Channel. You know what is the benefits of technology in our ed- education? Uh, some of the technology products we announced from the medical side was the uh, new chromatic lenses that improve uh, vision or the pneumobag, which helps uh, wound care healing. The other one we talked about education, uh, why it's so important for uh, technology to, and innovation for the future. And, of course, we talked about a specific company called Clear Value, which gives you an alternative for alternative energy. And, of course, I cannot forget uh, Mr. Abbott talking about what do we know about space. To me, space is the next frontier. It is huge, and uh, it is something that uh, we're going to talk a little bit more about it in the show. 
transportation in the big cities. You know, in the Midwest, we don't worry about it. And in fact, in the Midwest, if we go a minute, we expect to go 60 miles. Here in the East Coast, in large metro areas, uh, one minute, you've barely gone a quarter of a mile. Due to traffic light, due to the chaotic uh, transportation system. So those are things that we need to be worried about. And, of course, uh, last week we talked about the self-driving cars. So we celebrate the 15th anniversary. So today I'd like to take a look at uh, how these efforts are improving our lives. But specifically, uh, you know, who are the face uh, changers that really help us improve the early adopters of the technology product, products. Uh, for example, Alexis in the smart home, Apple or Android smart uh, phones, the latest Dell com- uh, gaming computer, and a new semi-autonomous uh, vehicle sold by Tesla, Ford, Mercedes, and others. You know, were you the first to join up to LinkedIn, Facebook, or Twitter? You know, even the government has gotten into this act. They started a program called 10X. They're encouraging innovation or introduction of new technology gadgets in the workplace. The program is designed to find, fund, grow, and sustain new technology products and services. Why is that important? And the reason it's important is because we want to be more productive. We want to be more cost-saving, conscious of cost savings, and, of course, uh, the productivity and the ability to integrate our activity. They have three uh, or really four different phases. Uh, One is, uh, is this a good idea? Is this a bad idea? Will anybody use this? And finally, will everyone use this? And they broke it down into uh, monetary. Uh, if you provide a, an answer in the phase one investigation, is this a bad idea? You get $20,000. You run it for two or three weeks. And uh, you continue to the next phase, the discovery. Is this a good idea? And you get 175000 So the monetary value encourages people to submit great ideas. Phase three, development. Will anybody use this? And uh, that's how 650,000, three or four months. And the whole idea is to, uh, you know, bring the technical experts from other areas and partner with you. And then, of course, uh, the scale up will everyone use this. And it's about a $1.2 million project. In this final phase, we want to continue to increase the beta testing. So the government has gotten involved in this process. As I talked about the early adopters, uh, you know, you have, um, I guess, the, the folks who, are, who stand in line at Apple, and, and they stand in line for hours and hours, in fact, in days before. And I've always wondered, why did they do that? You know, these are the early adopters and, uh, in, the, uh, um, in, in the discussion of early adopters, uh, I can say that I've known uh, the innovators and myself. Uh, I like to take new products uh, and accept them. But sometimes, you know, in my older age, I've gotten back and I don't accept it or I still ponder about that. So we have the innovators. Uh, there's a formula here that uh, uh, Pro- Professor Everett Rogers uh he, he theorized and, and a technology consultant, Jeffrey Moore, predicted that there are various stages in the adoption or acceptance of a product. 
And what they formulated is that we have the innovators that adopt uh, things just simply because they're new. They love to explore the stake. Then we have the early adopters that are opinion leaders. They are the folks that uh, kind of uh, – fit the mold of expanding the product. And then you have the early majority or late majority. And today I, I consider myself in that group. Uh, before I was in the early uh, adopters, but today I'm in the early majority. And then of course the laggers. Uh, okay, if I have to use it, I'll use it. Um, but, you know, just, just let me uh, bring it on and understand the product at my own terms. Uh, Jeffrey Moore uh, wrote that the chasm of the uh, social business uh, failure today is between um, the early adopters and the and the early majority. If the early adopters don't think the product is useful, uh, most likely you'll never get it to the early majority. And so there's a, a time lag. And I always wondered, you know, who are the folks that influence us? Uh, these are the influences. As I continue to look at uh, Apple and uh, the Apple products, the iPhone, uh, I can't help but wonder how the product was started. You know, the, the iPhone was developed and began in 2004. Apple had just reached about a thousand employees. Uh, Jobs uh, unveiled the iPhone and to the public in January 2007 at MacWorld 2007 in uh, in San Francisco. Uh, the The product was uh, four uh, gigabyte, and it cost about five hundred dollars. Eight gigabyte cost you about six hundred. The first generation of iPhone was released in June 2007. Today, the latest model is the XS. It took 12 years from the beginning of the iPhone to the XS. I'm pretty excited because that's what I own, and I've used the the iPhone uh, quite considerably. And I was the first early adopter to the to the uh, phone, I, I can remember the cellular phone came out as a bag in your car. You rode down your, uh, rode your, uh, as you were driving to the, from place to place. You had the phone bag, and the phone bag always was with you. I never believed in that, and I always wanted something else uh, other than the phone bag. So this is uh, interesting because I ended up purchasing uh, a uh, a brick, uh, a portable phone for about $1,200 back then uh, in the early, uh, late 70s, early 80s. And it was 25 cents to 35 cents a minute. So I was an earlier or early pioneer in adopting uh, the portable phone. I still have it today and I look at it. It's And uh, some of the phones today, like the uh, larger screen, uh, I like the large screens, uh, enjoy using them. But the XS is what I have today, and uh, you know what? I paid twelve hundred back in the early '80s, and I paid twelve hundred today. So the cost of the phone uh, is basically the same. the The difference is the uh, the cost for the minutes used. So we have an affordable plan. Most of us have uh, own an Android. You know, Google developed the Android. 
It's open soft software, touchscreen mobile. It's a smartphone, and it's uh, connected to various devices. It was a uh, Andy uh, Rubin, uh, Rich Miner, Nick Sears, and Chris White are, were the founders for the Android. And uh, Google brought it in in 2005, and it unveiled it in 2007. The first commercial uh, device was launched in September 08. So here we are with the current version of 9Pi, released in August 2018. From 2007 to 2019 today, 12 years later. So the competition between iPhone and Androids have been going on. But who makes the difference? Who adopts these phones? Why are these phones or gadgets or different technologies adopted by other people? So the early adopters play an influential role in our, in our process. I'm sitting here and I look at this uh, theory that uh, uh, the, uh, Everett Rogers created, and he said about 2.5 of us uh, are approximately the innovators. We join when it's new. We have to have the latest gadget. And the early adopters, there's about 13% of us early adopters, and we perceive there's a benefit, and we go ahead and take it. The early majority guys is about 34%, and that's where uh, that transition between early adopters and early majority is what Moore called the chasm. You have to get through the chasm if you're going to adopt these new technologies. Uh, and then, of course, the late majority is there's a productivity gain, and they use it. And finally, the laggers. They join because there's plenty of help to support them, and they joined uh, just to have one. So uh, there you have it. Uh, you have uh, five types of adopters of early uh, technology, the innovator, early adopter, the early majority, late majority, and the laggers. Sometimes I call myself the Mikey of my field. Why is that? Because I always like technology. I always like to explain uh, the technology use uh, for, in my particular case, to the folks who like to use it, but we're a little apprehensive or scared. And I remember, uh, you know, the DVDs, the VHSs, the, you know, the various types of uh, radio systems uh, before iPods came around. And so some folks like to be having the latest gadgets. Others will like to wait and see. But I, I call myself the Mikey in my field because I was very curious uh today i'm a little bit more cautious i have a lot of things so i i maybe that's the reason i'm not uh, looking for a lot of uh, new gadgets and change some people do not like change and comfortable with the environment other people like the latest thing they like to show off uh the, the latest gadget they like to have it before everybody else does so it's important to understand where we're at another important trend uh that i always like and as a kid was i was always fascinated with a smart home and when you think about it today with Alex I can turn on my TV I can turn off my lights I can pull down the shades because all I have to do is Alex turn on the TV turn off the lights and run up the shades so these commands have always been us. I look at it, I'm an older guy, so, you know, the Jetson and the popularity of the iPhone watch. And we'll talk a little bit about that. Those are gadgets in the past that uh, uh, that we've 
looked at and admire and you know the flying car the autonomous vehicle uh the um, the apple watch all those things were in, in folks's imagination they were in cartoons today they have become a reality isn't that interesting that we're sitting here talking about technology and the technology has caught up the digitization of technology is here now and that's the reason why it's so important as we go on for those of you listening uh, i'm discussing about uh, early adopters our show today is about technology do you have it uh do you want to get uh, new technology and so forth and so that is what we're talking about today are you an early innovator are you an uh, early adopter are early majority or a late majority or just a lagger. I'll use it when I need to. So this is what we're trying to do and we continue to play as uh, we continue to discover new things. Now I have a couple uh, items here. I talked about the government introducing the GSA 10X, uh, but I also have uh, you know, conferences that go out. You, you have the Autonomous Aerial Vehicle Conference Exponential 2019, and it's scheduled uh, April 29th and 2nd of May. It's uh, exhibit in Chicago. And if you want to know about more about the unmanned aerial vehicle, the technology, FAA regulations, I think you should go to that. And so uh, that is something that you need to go. Our industry is always covered with the Internet of Things. New, new products are coming out. The apps, application, uh, controllers, sensors, security components, data communication infrastructure, the use of the cloud, analytical tools are important. So uh, please join uh, the Internet of Things as you see the various activities. So today, I just wanted to talk about who are the early adopters? Why do they adopt new products? What encourages them to go out and buy or stand in line? So today's program that you're listening to, T3, our technology, do I have it? Do I have that technology? And we'll be right back after our first commercial break. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. Psych Up Live with host Dr. Suzanne Phillips offers a psychological perspective on coping with common and current life issues. This show addresses topics as varied as marital stress, insomnia, depression, raising teens, campus violence, and building self-resilience. Listen in as Dr. Phillips and her guest experts share the latest in books, findings, and information that will inform and enhance your life journey. Psych Up Live is heard every Thursday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on The Voice of America Variety Channel. 
Have you become a member yet? Sign up now to become a member of Voice America. It's always free and easy. Plus, you get to take advantage of some great member benefits. Get unlimited access to millions of hours of on-demand content across all of our channels. Keep track of your favorite episodes, shows, and hosts in your own customizable library. Find out what shows you might be interested in based on your favorites. Plus, you get insider access with our newsletter. Membership gives you more. Sign up at voiceamerica.com and click register at the top right. Streaming live. The leader in Internet talk radio. VoiceAmerica.com You are listening to Today, Tomorrow's Technologies. To reach the program today, please call in to 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. Or send an email to Today, Tomorrow's Technologies at gmail.com. Now, back to our show. Welcome back, folks. This is uh, Jose Negron, your host for T3, uh, where today's show is about technology. Do I have it? In the first segment, we talked about early adopters. Uh, these early adopters are folks that are, are influencers. They're uh, groundbreaking individuals who like to have the latest, uh, shiniest technology. Uh, they're innovators, and then you move on to the early adopters. Uh, these folks continue to grow into the early majority. And this between early adopters and early majority is where a product is either going to be successful or not. And, of course, the late majority in the laggers. Uh, today's show is about uh, technology. We talked a little bit about uh Various medical products. We talked a little bit about space and expansion. We talked about the autonomous vehicle. I'm going to run down in this segment a few technologies that are are important to us in the lives and will be revolutionary as we move on. Uh, specifically, I'd like to get into this debate between uh, you know artificial intelligence, Google, a new technology development that's harnessing artificial intelligence. Uh, the Department of Defense, of course. Is, uh, is trying to get ahead of that, but their concern is that uh, Google is trying to help China or is helping China and uh, is not helping the Department of Defense. And uh, Joint Chief of Staff General Joseph Dunford uh, acknowledged that, and he, and he said that, uh, you know, the artificial intelligence that is working for China is strengthening the ruling Communist Party and in and eroding America's military advantage. So there's a discussion here of, uh, you know, what should business do? Uh, either help the U.S. military or help the Communist Party. So that's a discussion that's going to play out. Another technology that uh, uh, just was launched, the AirPods, new AirPods were just launched this past week. Uh, there's a lot of discussion about the old AirPods, about the ability to keep the charge. And the question is, will they be replaced? And I know they just launched a new AirPods, uh, better um uh, life cycle as far as ba- uh, the battery life uh, life cycle that gives you more talk time and that's important because right now what they did is they did a comparison between a 2016 airpod that was losing its battery life and then of course the 2018 uh, a few things uh, keep getting better and a few things are not getting better. There are defective appliances, and that grew about 3% in 2004 and continues to grow by 2012. Battery life, life cycle is critical for most of these products, and you'll continue to hear that as we move on. 
the other thing I'd like to talk about is uh, let's go over some of these uh, uh, magazines or newspaper articles or emails that I get. For example, Fasting Company uh, is really big on talking about uh, Trello. Uh, it's uh, it's uh, organizes your work and manages uh, your project management schedule so that you're more efficient. And today, I know that we're going through project management. We're going through OmniPlan. We have major projects, and folks need help in scheduling uh, not only the project itself, but all the sub-activities and the third and fourth consequences. So project management planning is critical for these folks. The other thing that we are looking at as I looked at Wire and look at the gadget, uh, I saw that on uh, on March 23rd, they introduced the new AirPods and, of course, the new beloved iPad Mini. But Kindle was, uh, from Amazon was right behind them uh, with a cost of about $100 for the new Kindle. So Kindles are, are moving out. Uh, the best iPad to buy uh, is, uh, is critical. Uh, and so there's a lot of gadgets out there that folks all want. And another thing that's growing is the, is the fitness tracker. And I have a little article that talks about the best uh, fitness tracker. I know that uh, recently I made a commitment to myself. And, uh, you know, I've got a stair stepper, uh, a a, uh, walking treadmill or running treadmill. And so all those things are critical as we continue to grow in our exercise routine. I have not got a Fitbit yet. But that is something that uh, a lot of folks have carried. And the only reason I don't is because as you go into the various buildings, at least in the government, you have to take certain things off and on. And just got tired of taking them off and on. So uh, I mentioned earlier, were you an early adopter at LinkedIn or Facebook or even Twitter? I know that I struggle at time. I I believe I was an early uh, adopter at LinkedIn. I didn't use it as effectively as I should have. Facebook, I've kind of stayed away from it. Uh, I did use it for the show. And, of course, the Twitter, uh, I've totally stayed away from it because sometimes you just say something stupid. And uh, and and it's something that you don't want to get out. But what's interesting as I study this is I, I learned something. Uh, you've got unicorns out there. And I, I wanted to know what in the heck is a unicorn in new technology business? And these are unicorn was uh, was popularized by venture capitalist Eileen Lee from Cowboy VC, a venture capitalist fund based in Alto Palo, Palo Alto. Palo Alto, California, excuse me. Uh, she says that uh, software startups found in 2000, uh, estimate of 7% of them will reach a billion dollar valuation. So unicorns are, are companies or startup companies that are valued over a billion dollars. And there's quite a few of those unicorns. The new class of companies that reached a billion dollars in 2019 are seven unicorns. There's 10x Geometics, 360 Enterprise Security Group. There's N26, a mobile banking service provider. Heinz, uh, online platform for wellness products. Uh, Databricks is a data analytics platform. Calm is a meditation app. And of course, Aurora is the new autonomous car technology. 
as we continue to look at technology, uh, these uh, new venture capitalists are funding these new unicorn companies because they're in the medical field, they're in the cybersecurity field, they're in the wellness field, and of course, the autonomous vehicle. There's a hundred unicorn status a company uh, that reached in 2018, according to PitchBook data cited by Business Insider. Tech companies continue to dominate the billion-dollar value valuation club. Uh, all of the 2019 unicorns are tech-focused or tech-centered. So the key uh, growth areas in the unicorn is, of course, we mentioned artificial intelligence, autonomous cars, and health analytics. Those are the t- three critical key groups that are continuing to grow. Amazon just backed a self-driving car startup, Aurora. It, it's um, got funding, round of funding from Sequoia Capital, about $530 million in Series B. And, of course, the retail giant Amazon uh, contributed that. Also, you have folks leaving other car manufacturing companies like Alphabet, uh, Chris Ermanson from Google Wimo Project, and Sterling Anderson, uh, previous Telsa. Autopilot team are combining their efforts to work with Aurora, and it's a startup self-driving car. So the question now comes in, how? what is the impact of the self-driving car or the autonomous vehicle? And remember, we've got a lot of uh, front runners out there, uh, Mercedes, Toyota, Ford, uh, a lot of the uh, Tesla, a lot of the early adopters are going after those companies cars and you see them every day in the growing manufacturer even though uh musk has had his uh trials and tribulation about funding people are very interested another uh uh interesting group uh so this is the unicorn uh they're over a billion dollars on startups another interesting issue is the in Fast Company is the health data, and you saw that uh, we we had two unicorns that dealt with the health data, and that's important because uh, health, medical records, uh, the ability to monitor your uh, heartbeats, your pulse, your heart rate is becoming critical and critical. Your exercise, your sleeping habits, all that has to be uh, monitored, and I find it quite interesting as we continue continue to grow and discuss uh, where does that data go? Who keeps that data? In fact, just recently, we had a breach by FEMA on some of the uh, contractors on on getting paid. And uh, before that, we had OPM. Before that, we had Target uh, credit cards. So data security is becoming more and more important. Here's one that I find kind of interesting from a technology perspective, if you like aviation, and they've got uh, a new webinar, Advances uh, the Tip of Flying. Uh, It uses uh, iPad accessories for pilots. It uses the Garmin system for navigation, and of course, the ability to use various headsets uh, are critical in aviation. So even in the aviation uh, circle, uh, new technologies continue to influence it. And so the question is, what are the early adopters doing out there, and how do they continue to adopt uh, the new technology? One area that we've talked about is robotics. 
You know, there's a conference uh, called Automated 2019. It's going to be held in Chicago, the McCormick Place, uh, April 8th through the 11th. And I like to read this because automation is no longer a question of when. It, it, it's how. How will automation impact your future, your business, your industry, your workforce, your career? Automate 2019 is where you get the answers. So the bottom line is automation is going to impact our everyday life. Whether we like it or not, they're coming. Uh, the robots are coming. They've become easier. Uh, they've become uh, multitasking uh, robots. So it's kind of interesting. The first robotic uh, robots were used in the automobile industry. And let me just go through a couple of these uh, uh, examples as I continue to read because, uh, you know, in the beginning, uh, the robots came from the automobile industry. And it, the reason uh, they came from the automobile industry is because they can do a single task. They were reliable, uh, and they could do d- a difficult, dirty, and dangerous tasks. And uh, and today uh, they could do those tasks that require physical exertion, you know. And uh, what's interesting about the robots today? Now they're multi-talented. They're, they can they can do two or three tasks. In fact, uh, Honeywell's got a new robot solution for unloading trucks and trailers and shopping carts. Okay, who would have thought of that? And then, of course, you've got a robotic laser for welding. When I did uh, um, battle bots or or robotics uh, combat, uh, it was always interesting that the uh, the folks who were welding could uh, make such a living. I mean, you can get a PhD in welding. So laser welding and cutting uh, provide the speed, accuracy, low heat input, uh, and high energy efficiency requiring today's metals. So welding and robotic lasering is so critical to future growth of manufacturing. And so you have this information. Uh, the one-on-one overview of robotics in the industry is interesting, too. There's an article uh, by RIA Blog. It's, it's um, title is uh, By Robotics Online Marketing Team, Robotic 101, an Overview for Beginners. It was posted on uh, February 19th, 2019, and it talked about robotics today. Uh, they're, uh, you know, uh, they're different than they were 10 years ago. Uh, they're built-in safety features that minimize workplace incident, even work directly alongside human workers, which is interesting, uh, and expand their potential use compared to earlier robots is one of the comments I made. Uh, robots are used in various uh, assemblies and industries, and they're collaborative robots, they're professional service robots. There's a wide range of industries that include the automobile, the assembly line, the welding, the painting, electronics, medical devices, packaging, material handling, nuclear, pharmaceutical, mining, agricultural, service, food, security, and semiconductors. The primary industry and application that leverage modern robots is 
is is an exhausting list, and the robots continue to uh, replace human beings. That's the reason why it's going to be uh, eventually uh, happening. It's not when it will happen. It's how it will happen, and that's what's important, and people need to understand that. It's not anything new. It's been coming. Uh, what we have to do is get educated for the 21st century. And that's really the important part of this uh, discussion because we talked about education. Education plays an important part in uh, in the human being. If you're just thinking that a robot's not going to replace you, you're not thinking correctly, okay? Robots can do a lot of things. You as a human beings will have to do other things uh, to support, either program the robot, build the robot, and and do other tasks that the robots aren't very suited for. So the there's a wide range of tasks that human beings can perform, and there's a wide range of tasks that the robots will perform. But those are things that we're all going to learn eventually. And, and the reason why this becomes important is because if you look at the um, shipment uh, and the number of robots shipped in North America in 2018, it just continues to grow. Okay, for example, uh, the Robotic Industry Association, uh, part of the Association for Advanced Automation, uh, it showed that 35,000 units were shipped in 2018, 7% increase from 2017. Uh, Okay, and that's up 41%. Uh, so that is really critical uh, to to note. Uh, the growth came in areas like food, consumer goods, which is 48%, plastic and rubber, 37%, life sentence, 31%, and electronic, 22%. In fact, the automobile industry slowed down because they only had about 19,000 units, uh, where in the previous year they had 21,000. That's a drop of 12%. But overall, you know, while the automobile industry has led the way for implementing robotic uses in, in North America, uh, the other industries are continuing to realize the benefit of automation. This will continue to grow, folks. It is important for us to understand that robotics is here to stay, and we need to make sure that we're prepared by educating ourselves, by performing uh, uh, having the technical knowledge uh, to support ourselves because this is going to be a critical debate in the next five to ten years. Does the robot replace the human being? Absolutely. Will it be better or, or more beneficial? Well, those are things that we're going to have to consider. So I, I'd like to say that uh, robotics is here to say, you know, the automobile industry was a trailblazer on robotic technologies. In fact, uh, the first ever industrial robot, uh, you know, we had robotic welding, robotic assembly, robotic painting, robotic uh, material removal, a robotic machine tending. So all these things were going on in the automobile industry, and we're just now catching up uh, with the rest of the industry. Anyway, 
you're listening today. Our topic is technology. Do I have it? And what's critical about this is we've been talking a little bit about robotics and how robotics will become uh, used uh, of automation, a, a greater use of automation from uh, from our daily lives. And we'll continue to do so. So let's uh, understand that education and the study of future technology is critical if we're going to advance. So this is, uh, uh, is going to be a challenge and this is something we'll have to prepare for, but robotics are here to stay. Anyway, you're listening to your host, Jose Negron, on T3, Today, Tomorrow's Technology, and we'll be right back. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. Want an insider's pass to everything that goes on in Hollywood? Join Summer Helene every week for Behind the Scenes. Summer Helene is known as the Duchess of Hollywood because she knows the insiders, legends, and celebs and brings the stories, the gossip, and the backstage scoop. It's the real Hollywood, though. So this program is for adults only. Behind the Scenes can be heard live every Friday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time and 7 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Success doesn't come by chance. It's a decision to take a chance on you. Attending the University of Choice is a goal, but not a guarantee. Dr. Cynthia Colon offers you the formula of going from good, better, to best, and increasing those chances of receiving that yes to your dream university. Get the one-to-one attention every student needs to succeed. Tune in to Destination University, live every Wednesday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time and 12 noon Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Have you had a chance to check out Voice America's online magazine and blog? If you love our hosts and shows, check out articles that give an even deeper perspective, plus topics about health and fitness, movie reviews, philosophy, business tips and tactics, spirituality, positive thought, current events, and even more about your favorite host. It's just a click away at blog.voiceamerica.com. That's blog.voiceamerica.com. The Voice America Press Blog. All access, all the time. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in your brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com. You are listening to Today, Tomorrow's Technologies. To reach the program today, please call in to 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. Or send an email to todaytomorrowstechnologies at gmail.com. Now, back to our show. Welcome back, folks. This is Jose Negron on voiceofamerica.com on the Variety Channel. I'm hosting the Lead Technology Show today, tomorrow's technologies. Uh, for those folks who want to uh, be involved in the T3 show, please call me at 866-472-5788 or email to me at todaytomorrowstechnologies at gmail.com. Today's show is about technology. Do I have it? Are you an early adopter, a trendsetter? 
a visionary that sees a new product and says, I got to have that before everybody else, those folks are called innovators. There's about uh, 2.5% of us are innovators. They'd like to have the new and latest gadgets. Finally, the early adopters, about 13% of us are early adopters, and we we see it, we perceive it, and we want that gadget because it benefits us to do our work or enjoy the uh, vacation time, as uh, we say. And then, of course, there's the early majority, about 34% of us. Between the early adopters, as I discussed in the first period, and the early majority, it is the chasm of whether the product is going to be accepted or failed. Uh, in fact, there was uh, Everett Roger, a scholar, uh, consulted with uh, Jeffrey Moore and predicted there are various stages in the adoption or acceptance of products. And this is what we've been talking about. Who is that early adopter? Who is that trendsetter? Who is that individual that goes out there and takes the risk? And because he wants that new product. In the second segment, we'll talk about various activities. We talked about flight and the advances of uh, the various Garmin systems, uh, iPads, uh, even the Kindle uh, 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 system we talked about. And, but more importantly, we talked about robotics. And I like to read this because it's pretty profound uh, in Automate 2019. Uh, they're doing their advertisement for this Automate uh, conference that will be held in Chicago, Illinois, April 8th through 11th. But uh, it states uh, as a starting paragraph, automation is no longer a question of when, it's how. How will automation impact your future, your business, your industry, your workforce, your career? Automated 2019 is where you get the answers. So the bottom line, folks, is that automation is coming. Uh, There's nothing we can do about it other than begin to prepare uh, for a lifestyle change. There are going to be more and more robots. Robots that used to be singly tasked, now they're collaborative. They do multiple tasks. The, the, even the automobile industry is using them more and more. There's other industry in 2019, excuse me, in 2018, increased the purchases of, um, of robotics. And that was uh, the first time that we've had a decline on robotics in the automobile industry. So as we move on in today's segment, technology, do I have it? I'm, I'm sitting here looking at the various gadgets that I see uh, in, in several of them that we've talked about already. Uh, I talked about the, the smart car or the self-driving car or the autonomous car. And the question came up is, hey, there is a smart city conference April 1st through the 14th, 2019 in Denver, Colorado. And the question is, as more autonomous vehicles hit the roads, are cities prepared for the infrastructure to incorporate such technologies? What technology gaps do the cities have or need to close or prepare for these autonomous vehicles? Uh, What steps are you taking to make sure the cities has smart mobility uh, and ready to influence or cooperate with these new smart cars? How can a city leverage Uh, the connection uh, with these vehicles. Because remember, the autonomous vehicle was designed to not only be safer, 
uh, be a little bit smarter as far as distance uh, from the previous car, reduce accidents, and save lives. That That is the reason. So smart cities uh, connect, connections are making a play for the autonomous vehicle. They're trying to figure out whether they're ready for the new autonomous vehicle. Wire Magazine just recently uh, came out with the uh, iPad Mini. Uh, of course, uh, you have other iPad um, products uh, there. Uh, Apple has uh, uh, invested a lot on the AirPods. We were talking about, uh, you know, whether the AirPods battery life has extended. I know the cost has gone down a little bit, uh, about $160. Uh, and the issue is, will they stay around or will they move on to their sunset days? We were talking about... Uh, uh, some of the uh, Fit watches, uh, 10 fitness trackers and watches for everyone. Uh, you know, the Fitbit, uh, uh, a lot of people like to do that. It's about $160. The Garmin watch is uh, for Forerunner, uh, 645 Music. So uh, these are, are things that people buy and, and they enjoy wearing to help them progress. You've got the Garmin Flex 5 Plus. Uh, the You have uh, other products, Apple Watch Series that uh, I know my friend Dick, which you listened to him the other day when we talked about the autonomous vehicle he's an early adopter innovator because he likes to go see the project product firsthand and he and he buys it he wants to be a trendsetter and so you know the the critical thing about these fitbits are of course the uh, the battery life and we need to improve the battery life in order to get on some of the key uh uh, items or definitions acquisition of technology and knowledge involves the purchase of external knowledge technology without active cooperation with the source so acquisition technology and knowledge is critical a uh, technology diffusion is the process by which innovation spreads across the, the economies technology intelligence is an activity that enables companies to identify technology opportunities and then, of course, the five stages of product adoption is product awareness, product interest, product evaluation, product trial, and product adoption. So all this is critical. Why do I mention this? Because we all like to see different gadgets. Uh, some of us uh, like to be in, in what I call recreational. Uh, one of the uh, quadcopters that came out. I have various models. I've got a little one uh, fly inside the house, which I shouldn't. And I've got a larger ones that I fly outside, which I should. And the question is, uh, you know, I enjoy flying them. Uh, and, of course, uh, we mentioned about flying just in, in the airplane and, and commercial pilots, um, and solo pilots uh, have the the capability to add new technologies to their system. So it's interesting as uh, new technology, new gadgets, uh, the home entertainment system has totally changed from the time I went through college to today. And that home entertainment system is more complex than ever. And it's quite interesting as I look at uh, the various forms. Music. Uh, look at music and how is evolved uh, from um, 
from buying it online where you can buy a single uh, song to, and you don't have to buy the record anymore or the CD anymore. Uh, you can buy that single song and you stream it now. So those are all important technologies. Are you one of those early adopters, those trendsetters, uh, those those folks out there that like to be first and everything? And uh, in fact, if you are, well, then you are fitting into Everett Rogers' uh, theorem that uh, you know you're you're going to make a difference in the early production of that product. Technology is helping us, and I believe technology will continue to help us. But uh, we need to be aware from a from an entertainment, from a work perspective, uh, from uh, the integration of various products, uh, the various industries, uh, food industries being taken over by robotics. Uh, you have your uh, commercial banks. You already have the tellers and robotics. Uh, those items will continue. So what we need to do as human beings, be prepared. You get an education. Go try different trade system. Welding will always be there. So always be aware of that. Remember, and then, of course, one of the things that we haven't talked about a lot is uh, space, the next frontier. Uh, that is really where the next push is in uh, all these uh, technologies that we've been talking about, uh, you know, uh, with clear value, with just uh, power projection, uh, new chromo, uh, uh, clear vision, uh, new bag, which is a wound care, uh, you know, so education uh, must be ready to support technology road of the future. If we're going to get ahead, we have to be prepared. And so I sit back and I wondered, you know, as I went through my careers, I always went to the leading edge of the technology. Where is the technology push? And I recommend every young kid out there or adult that's looking at their uh, immediate future, go push yourself to the new technology area. Don't sit back and wait. Go push yourself and and pursue uh, new technology opportunities. They're there. Don't be scared of them and push hard to get them. Because it's important for all of us to move on. I tell you a little story. When I was, uh, uh, I remember uh, being in the Air Force. I either had to fly the bomber or go or fly a fighter. And my boss came to me and says, "Why? What do you want to do?" And I said, "Well, the fighters are getting older, and the bombers are getting new avionics and new missile systems and new bombs. And so I'm going to go fly the new things." And uh, I don't regret that a bit because it was an opportunity to learn about new technology. And that's the integration of software and computer system. And, and so it was it was quite interesting for me to learn those things. NASA today is making a, a, a decision. What kind of launchers are they going to use? They've got the old... Um, uh, launchers that are that for the first time uh, NASA is looking at sending on the SLS that's uh, 200,000 pound uh, into space and they're going to launch it without astronauts and go around the moon. We're going back to the moon. Why aren't we on the moon? Even Edwin Musk uh, uh, was talking to NASA the other day to uh, Jim Bernstein, the NASA administrator. Uh, We've got to get back to the moon. Why don't we get back to the moon? And of course, uh, SpaceX wants to not only get to the moon, but they want to get to uh, Mars. And we talked about the exploration of the the spacecrafts and the androids out there. Uh, The Apollo era um, was uh, an interesting era. 
Now you see the commercials advertising going back to the moon with 5G. Well, uh, there's a commercial that says your smartphone was smarter than the technology we had at NASA monitoring the lunar orbit and the lunar landing. So there's quite a bill, uh, a decision that has to be made, and folks are there. And, of course, the Falcon uh, uh, Heavy uh, launch launcher uh, is being uh, – uh, groomed uh, to be the first commercial uh, uh, rocket system to launch folks to the moon. Uh, it's a commercial uh, system. So uh, more, more and more as we look at technology, we have to be aware of uh, how do we move forward? Do I like it? Does it help me? Is it important in my lifestyle to, to own that technology? Folks, today we're talking about technology. Do I have it? The innovators out there are creating uh, technology, and we are early uh, adopters. And for the early adopters, it is critical to have this uh, new look. Uh, So we were talking about uh, the government even getting into the act of trying to increase productivity by their uh, 10X project, and that's uh, supported by uh, bringing on new ideas in the workplace. But these are not new. This is just another way to skin the cat and make it more productive and and go from there. Anyway, this is Jose Negron, your host for T3, Today, Tomorrow's Technologies, and I appreciate you listening today. And join me next week as we talk about the next technology product. Thank you for listening to Today, Tomorrow's Technologies. We hope you'll join your host, Jose Negron, for another exciting program next Tuesday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, noon Eastern Time, on the Voice America Variety Channel. Enjoy the rest of your week.